Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Man, the NFL season's slowly creeping up. We were getting we were getting real, real close to the start real of the NFL close. season. You guys fired up or what? Real close. You happy? I, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I feel like I've already been fired up. I'm kind of just like, all right, l- let's have a get here. You know, let's, yeah. let's have a get here. I like mean, college football is already here. Yeah. True. Excited about that. I just I'm 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 trying to be patient on NFL, but I'm kind of like, man, I. Get get here sooner, okay? Just get here sooner. Well, Saturday last this past Saturday was the cherry popper for certain. Oh, I mean, for certain. I'm talking about cherries. Um, I know. I, I, so I've already. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Doc? I just like it. Kind of came out firing. I didn't. I, didn't I guess. Know. I guess so. I, I I came in hot, you know. I didn't and know. but but the thing about it is is. is this college football season, I think for so many di- different reasons, has created so much more interest. Like, don't you feel like you're super, super – like, it's now almost like it hits a feverish pitch of interest just like the pros in some aspects, in some regards, because you're seeing teams build their team in a different way than they than they ever have. So leading into leading into this upcoming Sunday, and I, I think you get a different appreciation of salary caps, of contracts, franchise tags, free agents. I think you start to really, really get a different appreciation and an understanding of it. At least for me, this is how I've been 
approaching the pros. And it's truly based around the fact that now I'm going to be comparing how college football is doing their business and, and how it looks versus what, what the National Football League is doing. I think the product on the field is going to be the product on the field. Obviously, it's the best of the best, but I'm just super interested to see how how the NFL, you know, continues to to be innovative and in how they keep their audience not only captive, but they 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 add they're, they're still building their, their, their following. So I'm pretty excited, I guess, for, for other reasons than just the play on the field. Well, I mean, what all the criticism Roger Goodell gets, the one thing you have to give him credit for, he's figured out a way to make the NFL big business. Like, he's figured out different avenues, whether it's the presentation of the draft, whether it's the presentation of free agency. Like, there's an event all year long. He's turned it into a 12-month sport. And then you're seeing all the money, that the TV contracts, the player contracts, everything increase. He went from a few years ago, Tony Romo couldn't have a fantasy football conference in las vegas to now it's everything is sponsored by a gambling site or there's gambling integrated into some of the conversations and the broadcast so i just I, I think the nfl has figured out a way to turn this into a profitable sport more so than any other sport in the country and college football feels like they're following the same path and now they're just having to address some of the concerns that people have for are these players going to get a piece of some of this revenue and it feels like leafs are heading in that direction what's fascinating about it is um and i think it was front office sports who came out with this figure they, they talk about the expanded playoff which is just 12 teams okay two billion dollars <laughs> that, that's what they said it could be worth Jeez. and you start comp- you start comparing numbers and you're going wait a second this is pretty comparable to the nfl right now yeah. i mean and, and you're talking about the nfl's a four-team team playoff College football only has twelve. They could generate two billion dollars <laughs> off that. The the Big Ten just went for one point four billion dollars per year. I mean, not, not saying that the rest of the conferences are going to get that, but you start adding up the numbers, and you're like, hold on a second, this is actually pretty close to one another. And I was thinking about this the other day. You know, there's a lot of people who are against expansion of the college football playoff, and they've got a bunch of different reasons for it. I mean, some people will say, hey, it's going to diminish the regular season. I would tend to argue it won't, um, in part because, you know, those rivalries are always going to exist. You know, we talked to Albert Breer earlier this year about, hey, would you rather beat Michigan, right, but not win a national championship or lose to Michigan but still win the national championship? He's like, you know, after this past year, I'd probably beat Michigan. And and there's a lot of people who probably feel that way. It's crazy, but, you know, the rivalries are still going to be there, and it's not going to diminish those rivalries because you're still going to be playing for your conference championship. You're still going to be playing for seeding. Like, we always talk about that when it comes time for the NFL playoffs, how important it is to be the number one overall seed now because that's the only team that gets a bye or home field advantage. All those things are still going to matter, and even more so in the college football playoff format. And it won't diminish the regular season in part because you got more spots. More teams are actually playing for meaningful games down the stretch. Like, you're, I mean, you could be a 10-2 and two team and still make it depending on what your record is. Because there's, there's all these thoughts that, well, if, again, if you expand it, you know, it's not really going to matter as much um, as far as the non-conference games you schedule. Yes, it will. Because if you're a team that schedules a tough non-conference schedule 
and you're a ten and two team, they might say, "Well, hey, you're still going to make it. You know, you play those two teams close. We think you're one of the top twelve in the country, or we think you should get an at-large bid. All those things are still going to matter." So I would argue the exact, the exact opposite of that. Like it's only going to enhance the regular season because more teams get to you know be able to be a part of it. I mean, I said yesterday, look, is the best way to determine our, our national champion? I, I don't know. I, I, I tend to think a playoff format is. It just can't get too crazy and too big. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of 64. I think 16 teams probably makes the most sense. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's getting pretty close to LeVar's point. Like, when you start looking at the NFL and, and college football, it does seem like they're now, like, driving parallel along similar highways. It's just the NFL is a little further ahead on their journey. The other part of it that doesn't make sense is when, like in the NBA, if you're a team that's fighting for the last playoff spot, it probably would be better for future purposes if you just go ahead and and make the lottery. Like, you get into the draft lottery, your chances of getting the number one pick are slim, but at least you'll have a better opportunity at a better player. That doesn't exist in college football. So if I'm a college football team and I got an opportunity to to get the 12 seed, even though it's a long shot, I'm even going to win one game let alone win three to be a national champion, I want that opportunity. I I want an opportunity to go play because there is no lottery. There's no draft. There's no benefit for me not making the playoffs. Look at when the NFL expanded to seven teams. Remember last year? Wasn't it Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis that were all vying for that final spot? And it was crazy the last week of the season. And all of a sudden, Ben Roethlisberger's in the playoffs? Like, like, Like Pittsburgh got that final playoff spot over Baltimore and the meltdown from the Colts. I just, that's what I said yesterday. I, I'm having a hard time finding a flaw with the college football playoff expansion. And for the people that are still upset about it, it get your head out of your ass. This I was going to head in this direction anyways. There was too much money on the line. To your point, $2 billion for 12 teams, there was way too much money on the line for it not getting to this point. Sorry, man. I, I think the thing that bothers me the most about the, the narrative, there's some people who are like, like they don't, they don't like the four-team playoff. They always go back to the BCS. You know, look at the semifinals games; they're all blowouts. It's like, dude, we're not going backwards. Like, like this isn't. We're not going back to the BCS model. Okay, you know, maybe if you want to say ranking the teams with the BCS model probably made more sense. That's fine, but we're not going back to uh, the New Year's Six with, with two teams playing off for the national championship. Yeah, I'm tired of texting. Can we go back to pay phones, please? Yeah. I'm tired of all this. Right. It's like, right. That, that's, Jeez, what are those? That's not happening. So and, and, and the other thing is, I think people get upset because they're like, well, you know, college football has always been a regional sport about the regular season and all stuff. It's like, well, look, in order to bring college football to be the, the number two sport, if you will, I mean, still under the umbrella of football, but in order to make it that number two sport in America, which it is, it's crazy to think, but it is. It's the number two sport. You have to continue to grow and expand. If you don't, you become baseball. You become America's pastime. You hit a plateau where it's like, well, couldn't figure out how to continue to keep growing the game. You, just, you, you, never, could have fig- you never could figure out a way to, to make it bigger and better. That's what's happening with college football. They're taking what was once viewed as a regional product and you're making it a national product. And in order to do so, there has to be changes. There has to be more money and revenue generated, which is what's happening. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, when, when we talked about the NCAA basketball tournament, which originally started out as eight teams, you know, then eventually, you know, through like what the, the 60s to 75, it was like 22 to 25 teams. And then eventually it got to 64 in 1985. But during that whole period, 
It had everything to do with money. Like, they had to expand in order to continue to grow the sport, and that actually is the number one moneymaker for the NCAA, is the NCAA tournament. Like, that's what just driven all the revenue for the NCAA tournament for years. And so in order to become like what I think college football can become and to actually you know, be driving side-by-side side next to the NFL, they have to grow and expand. They have to do these sorts of things to keep pace, at least in my mind. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah! Big time. Yeah. Um, you guys want to hear, pick a card, any card. Do you want to hear how things are going for LSU's current coach or how things are going for their former coach? All right, pick a card, any card. I what mean, I'd like to hear both. Is that, well, that yeah, an option? Yeah, of course, but I'm saying which one first? Like, which one do you want to hear first? Let's um, hear it, Kelly, think, first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's okay. go with Kelly. So th- this is how things are going for Brian Kelly there in Baton Rouge. Uh, yesterday, he uh, was getting ready for his press conference, and um, you know somebody happened to be a little bit uh, delayed, and uh, there was this uh, interesting exchange between uh, Brian Kelly and a member of the media there. We'll open it up to this late-arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on time. Okay, so maybe if oh, you wow. win, maybe if you win, we'll be on time. Uh, now, uh, reportedly afterwards, um, it was all kind of joking, and Brian Kelly was fine with it with the with that media member. Uh, they said no, it was all good. We laughed about it afterwards. Everything was fine. But it did feel like if you watch that game, some of the reaction to Brian Kelly, he's the most disliked coach in college football right now, I think. I, I know Q's going to jump in on this, and I, I, want, I want you to have this, but I just want to start off by saying he certainly did not sound like he was from the Bayou when he was addressing <laughs> that LSU reporter. You don't think there's some bad, some swamp? Run it, run it back again. Oh, I heard absolutely no swamp in no that. No swamp in this? Let's run it back. We'll open it up to this late-arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's very, usually $10. Uh, <laughs> very up north to kitty. me. Yeah, um, I mean. Sound, sound we'll real up north to me. $10? No no swamp there, Lamar. You no don't detect any swamp. He wasn't sitting there like, oh my goodness, y'all bummer. people are coming in here late before this hell <laughs> meeting that we have. And me and my family was just wondering why y'all was taking so gosh darn long. Uh, $10 in the kitty. Yo, me We're going to get us some there beignets when we get done with the season here and some crawfish. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't hear none of that. <laughs> no, no sling blade there? You didn't hear any of that? I ain't bad. heard none of that. I guess we down to business now. Yeah. Um, My my initial reaction was we've kind of seen this story play out before. When he first got to Notre Dame, um, there was some excitement. He was somewhat unknown from his time in Cincinnati. People had seen that success. But the sideline antics and and how he looked, you know, as far as his frustration, you know, how angry he was, um, the way he was kind of conducted himself 
it was very similar to kind of what you saw early on in Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. And so this isn't new. Um, the, the thing that actually <laughs> kind of struck me was, and I'm sure they're going to gloss this over and say, oh, hey, everyone had a good time. We joked about it after. No, you didn't. Like, that is something that in today's, in our culture in today, I don't know if that person feels like they deserve the right to say that to Brian Kelly or because they didn't win, they don't have to show up on time. But, like, that's what bothered me about it was you had, and it sounded like a younger person. It sounded like someone who's, you know, I don't know if they're like a student reporter or just freshly out and just gotten into journalism. But you have, like, the audacity to say that to a head coach who, during his tenure right now, has won more games than any head coach. I mean, I don't know if people know that. He's won more than Nick Saban as a head coach in college football. Now, granted, he hasn't done it all at, the, at Alabama and LSU and, and Michigan State, but he's won more games. And this reporter had the audacity to say that. I, I kind of came away thinking, man, I would have never like, – if I was late, I would have been, been, been apologetic – not only to him for like disrespecting the person I'm coming to listen to talk and answer my questions, but also for my own employer. Like I wouldn't want my boss to know I was walking in there late. I was that person, or I was that person to make that sort of comment. Like to me, that's like a fireable offense. It's a good time. Um, that was that was like I was I was really taken back by the fact that this even took place. I mean, usually you see this in social media. You know, where, where everyone can kind of take their shots and there's really no repercussions unless you really cross the line. But in this instance, I was like, man, that sounded like a young person who just went ahead and like went off and feels like they're justified because they lost a game. Her uh, her name is Leah Van. Um, oh, she, you out her. Well, no, that, like this is... It's an, fine. An, you heard her voice. Yeah, and so yeah, Lee DeLapp sure. uh, is going to play the role of Leah Van uh, on on the show now and, and trying to... How, how old is Leah Van? Uh, she's she's a, young. She's a graduate of uh, 2020. Yeah. There you go. Young. I and, mean, I, I just feel like, like you showed up late. Like, do your job. Be on time. Otherwise, like, it's a competitive industry. Like, like you're not guaranteed that position. And, and look, I'm sure people thought I'm going to hammer Brian Kelly because they lost a football game. I mean, look, the reality is they played about as bad as you could play, in particular on special teams, and they still had a chance to win in the end. Like, they still had a chance in the fourth quarter. Like, I think that's actually a more telling sign of what LSU could be, even though they lost their best, you know, player, one of their best players, their D-tackle. Uh, for the rest of the year. Lee, but, did she say she was early, but he started early or something like she, that? She said the press conference was scheduled for noon. She got there at 11.57, got there a little late because of a doctor's appointment is what she said, and she admitted it wasn't oh, yeah. her finest hour, apologized afterwards, and that he was, quote, super chill and said she still owes him $10. Yeah. Well, she does probably still own $10. <laughs> That's just true. Um, I know the feeling. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, which, by so the way, everyone uses uh, doctor, doctor's excuse. That, that's the number one excuse, by the way, for all you out there. If you want to get out of something, just say it's a doctor's <laughs> <Right>. excuse. <laughs> it doesn't have to be real. It doesn't. Like people, people – oh, okay. You, you saw the doctor. Like People are much more sensitive to any sort of appointment. Like You could basically say, like, yeah, I had to go see the doctor. Meanwhile, my wife's going to get a facial, and she's getting some pimples <laughs> popped. Like. Like all of a sudden, you need a, a medical uh, a medical license to do that. Can I can I tell you a true story? And my brother might be listening right now, uh, and and he can confirm this. So when I was in middle school, 
my mom was at work and she couldn't pick me up and I got sick at middle school and I was going to go home early because I had uh, I had an upset stomach. So when he went to sign me out at the front desk of the office in school, the nurse or the, the, the secretary at the front desk kind of looked a little bit weird as we were walking out. Cause she looked at the chart and I took a, ga- a gander at what he had written down and he wrote reason for leaving the bleeps. Like he said, like, you know, and you, it's the S's. You can fill in the blank. So literally, as the reason for leaving, Ew. wrote that on the piece of paper. Is that a I, medical term? Uh, no, no, not not one that's uh, that probably needs to be used. And he was laughing on the way out. I'm like, you realize I got to see her for the next two years, right? Like I got to yeah. see her. And now that's that's the representation I have. So maybe if she would have showed up with a doctor's note that said yeah. I had the bleeps, maybe he would, uh, <laughs> you know, he'd be a little bit more forgiving on the $10. You know, right. there could be that right. as well, too. So there's right. that excuse also. <laughs> Um, you you think uh, Brian Kelly though uh, he's okay with this or is he? Uh, you think he had a red ass about it afterwards? You know, is, is she's trying to? Oh, say he felt he felt disrespected. <laughs> of course I mean, he did. I mean, he is the ninety million dollar man now, so it's like I, I feel like with that comes like a certain you know sense of not necessarily an entitlement, but like he doesn't need to deal with this. Guys, making, he's going to sign a $90 million contract. You know, I'm, I'm sure he was way. looking at the play on the field, and he was like, I mean, this is what you guys give me to work with, with $90 million? Like, this is, this is the performance? He's, he's probably looking at everyone else around him like, $90 million bucks, man. Like, what, what do you want me to do? do this you, is our performance? Or, or he I, could be looking at it like at Ogeron. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask you guys, before we hear from Coach O, can I ask you guys a question? All right, because this, this yeah. is what I think. I think the part of the reason why, and I think actually the full reason why people don't like Brian Kelly, because that's the way it feels, and why he's yeah. getting so much heat, is less about the fact that he left Notre Dame to go to LSU and more about the fake accent. I think the fake accent, everyone cool. said, this guy's full of crap. Like, this is just BS. And he showed everybody sort of how the sausage was made. And he's, and he's, he's he BSed everybody and gave a fake Louisiana accent. He gave a bunch of swamp slang in front of those fans. And now you hear him at this press conference and you go, oh, that's not even close to it. I think people realize that he's full Jamaicans of it. should be totally upset and pissed off at Why? everybody in the world. That's true. Oh, just go sit at a, a Jamaican airport. Right. Just go sit at a Jamaican, uh, Listen to what a everyone Jamaican says. hotel. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah man. Everything hey, man. I read. Like, <laughs> I read. like what? Yeah. Like, ganja. Ganja, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Ganja, ganja. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Every Jamaican should be upset then. Because yeah. everybody people, tries to sound like they're Jamaican what? when they go to Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, they're like quoting mean? cool runnings. It's yeah. all racist. Oh, well, the island yeah. boys? Right near the beach. What, what about like, the island boys? Are the island yeah. boys uh, offensive to Jamaican people? Absolutely. They're offensive okay. to everyone. Yeah. yeah. They're agree. just offensive to humanity. Although, although Birdo and Brady love the island boys song. They I do not it. love yeah, that song. Do. It is very catchy. I'll give them that. <laughs> oh, it's definitely catchy. They've got a tune and they've got a catchiness uh, that's helped them go viral. Definitely, definitely <laughs> I can't help that. I can't um, help you with my when my ears like hear the voices of angels. <laughs> you and Berto doing sure. the Island Boys that day. I get gave the me Island Boys. Oh my god, that's uh, catchy. Um, so you want to hear you want to hear Ed Orgeron? This is a difference between two LSU coaches. It's a tale. Island Boys. It's a tale of oh. two tigers here, oh. and uh, there is some heavy swamp in this accent, Lavar. I think tigers. you're gonna be happy. This is the tiger that like ate Siegfried and Roy, one of them, right? No, no, no. Okay. He's still picking trachea out of his teeth. Uh, here was uh, Coach O. <laughs> I'm so grateful of my time, fellas. You. That was my opportunity. You know, coaches got a shelf. Some coaches got. 
50 years, some coaches got 12, mine was six, good. I gotta tell you, we had a meeting. Say, coach, things are not going well. No, <laughs> Ray Charles can see that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and they were good. And, and Scott Woodward is a friend of mine today. Really, really, a lot of respect for the way they handled me. Say, coach, you got $17.1 million on your contract. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> I said, what time do you want me to leave? What door do you want me out of, brother? <laughs> and by the way, that, that was at the... You're going to bake uh... me favorite thing today. <laughs> cookies! Oh, right, he that does sound like the cookie monster, yeah, Berto. That's a good pool. Yeah, he does. That is a good pool. <laughs> it's that and... It's that and uh... Fat Albert. He's got a little Fat Albert in him. Too. Fat Albert? Yeah. I don't know about Fat hey, Albert. Hey, hey. You're going to make me favorite thing today. Definitely. Cookies. Definitely Cookie Monster. Okay. I mean, did, 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 did that kind of reveal the fact that maybe head football coach is just all about the money? I mean, I, I think we've already known that. But yeah. He, he talked about, you know, his, his lifespan. You know, some get 50. I got six. So he won a national championship. He, he was a part of some national championships too. He was with that USC team with with Matt and Reggie, and he, like he had seventeen million and as, as the buyout. He got in a fight with Petros, a legitimate fight at practice. Remember, Petros told us that story. Uh, Coach O got in a fight with yeah. him in practice. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, See? awesome. Um, but like, <laughs> it just goes to show you, like, but what uh, a jerk! It doesn't matter the affiliation. Like that was a place where, hey, he's from Louisiana. It was like he put his blood, you know, sweat and tears into that place. And seventeen million. Yep. Which door do I leave? Like, like it was like that fast. Like he didn't <laughs> want to fight for it. He didn't want to try to. Nope. Okay. Like I'm out. Chop chop. Like just, let's get out of here. Like I just. He like, might kind of bothers joking, me about though. it. You know. He he might have been joking about it. I don't it. think he like, was. I don't think he was. <laughs> he might have been. There's a poss- There's the possibility the way, that he would. You know, felt a certain type of way, and it's like ah, well, if I got to feel this way, you know, that amount of money. And, was a joke know, about it. Yeah. Not as was well. that at the Little Rock yeah, touchdown? Club I was just going to say that. Was it they're Arkansas? Getting, huh? Yeah, they're getting. Yeah. Uh, they got Gruden Everyone. last week. Yeah. They got Coach O this week. I mean, are they getting Urban Meyer next Coach, week? Coach I mean, what are we Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that place seems to be able to get all the people and breaking Coach news therapy. and good sound. I mean, how about it, man? I mean, yeah. you can no, feel safe, you yeah. know. Little Rock Touchdown Club, yeah, man. That's right. Big They're time. making it happen. Little Rock. Big time there in Arkansas. Somebody got it plugged up, plugged up in <laughs> Little Rock. When you want me to leave? <laughs> when you want me to leave and what time? Hey, now, that was that your impression? Yeah, that, that was, was my fat impression. That was, yeah. that, was, that was pretty good, though. Yeah. You guys want to do a uh, Coach O off? You want Hold to see No, no, I, I don't want to do that. I want to hear you do Harry Carey. Then Coach O, and then Collinsworth, because I think those are your best three. Oh, wow. But Come Coach O sounded pretty good. What about Brian Gumble? You don't like my Brian Gumble? That's pretty good too. <laughs> do I do Throw your Brian Gumble? I haven't heard it in a while. Come Let's on, move get into on your methodology. To a story <laughs> about a former Notre Dame quarterback <laughs> who now <laughs> talks <laughs> with the current coach. It's so bad. It's really good. He now it's so shows bad. up at Big Noon Kickoff, and he says he doesn't care about certain topics on a radio show. <laughs> this is the story of Brady Quinn. All right, yeah, keep going. I keep mean, going. Keep going. Yeah. Let's move on. Harry Carey. To a man they call Sticks. No. This is a, <laughs> Do okay. Harry Carey. Hi. Two outs. Deuces are wild. Top of the second. And all's around the bat. And you know, all's around spelled backwards. Something the girl will be thinking, oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> All right, now you do know. Ed O'Dro. Do Ed O'Dro. <laughs> 
with a uh, seventeen million dollars. What? What time do you want me to leave? And you want me to also clean up after myself after I go? <laughs> All right, now bring us home with Collinsworth. Bring us home with Collinsworth. I, mean, I gotta tell you, this Ed Orgeron guy. I don't know if I trust him in pass coverage, but if he's got that kind of dough, I'm signed. And I'll tell you, golly. Oh man, really I don't know. You're. It. Harry Carey, I still oh, think it's number one, but your Collinsworth's great, too. Yeah, I like oh me some Harry Carey, man. Oh, the Orgeron's good for, like, just – have you always had that? Or you no, still that sound no, just, like it, but he it. does sound like Fat Albert when you do it, 100%. <laughs> do you think people remember Fat Albert? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> See, that's a good Fat it's Albert. Fat Albert. And I'm going to sing a song for you. <laughs> you remember the whole thing, huh? Cookies! Yeah, there it is. Uh, that's Cookie Monster. Wow. Know? Hey. Berto's throwing down with the cookie. He's going, he's going to die on that hill with Cookie Monster, yeah. which I'm with him there. It is. I uh, agree. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, one of the uh, key matchups to open up the NFL season is what's going to be happening on Monday Night Football, which, uh, which by the way, the debut of uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on uh, on ESPN on Monday Night Football. How Does it feel it, weird huh? to you guys? Yes, yeah. very yeah. weird. I'm it's awkward. You. But I'm not married to anything, though. You know, okay. it's like I'm 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 interested to see how it's produced, but who they are is who they are. They've created that relationship and that bond as to how they approach it. So I'm not really tripping off of really totally being on a different different network, but it is a little weird. It's an upgrade. It's a little weird. Over uh, what was there last year. I mean, it, not, I mean, no offense to, to – I love Steve Levy, oh. but I just felt like, um, you know, Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick, you know, just felt a little odd. Oh, it's an upgrade. I, uh, okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Okay. It, was a lot of, it was a lot of talking. I'll put it that way. Like, I, I feel like – I never feel overburdened with, with people talking, you know, on, on Joe and Troy's broadcast. It, you know, other ones you're just like, man, can I just watch the game? Right. Like, I, I don't want to have to – turn down the volume but like there's times when you get like that in broadcasts and look i, I get it like you know you, you lavar you've called a game like you, you don't understand how it goes like you prepare you do all the stuff yeah i get and in you and get out. you got to know like when to talk and when to realize like oh yeah like i, I just want to watch the game too with everyone else and not you know interject to myself or interject to my thoughts necessarily yeah, yeah and i was with gus so i you know i didn't say much at all the og than, baby yeah, the yeah. og yeah, so that's but the coolest I, I, cap, I ge- by the way. I generally only listen to certain guys in their calls. To be honest, like there's on, there's only certain like I listen to Big Noon. I, I listen. I have that on the television. You I was watching. I, I, I watch it, man. I was. You all just listen for the flea flicker because you knew it was I was coming. rolling yeah. when you hit us with the flea flicker. I was like, <laughs> I'm just I hey. I was all I know is like so we groupie. went back because we had to keep track of multiple games, and that's one of the reasons why we we don't just stand on the sidelines the whole time. Because I would like the atmosphere is crazy, right? But we go back, and as soon as I walk in the green room, 
I see them. And they do the flea flicker, and like the tight end's wide open, and then he stumbles as he's running upfield. I was like, oh no! <laughs> Otherwise, it would have at least been a big gain. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't, and, and oh, they did run it, and I was laughing <laughs> at we, it. We, we, by the way, we really haven't talked about that game specifically. When Sean Clifford threw the pick six, what were your emotions? Because uh, that was a bad one. Like, there's there's tip picks. It was. There's, you know, it was. That, that was a bad one. Yeah, but you were Palomaing though, right? Weren't you uh, going to Paloma I, Island? I, I was. Yeah, I was having a good time. Um, yeah, tell tell you were uh, explaining it on Friday. Tell Brady how. Uh, what is Palomaing? Well, you, you know, <laughs> grapefruit and tequila. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I've been with LeVar before where there's been less than stellar quarterback play. He is not a happy cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he was you given the answer. death stare to um, Taekwon. Was it Roberson? Yeah. Is that, is that yeah, the, yeah. Where'd he go? UConn, but he got UConn, hurt. UConn, yeah. Did I, he I think he tore his ACL, yeah. But was it the first game or last yeah, week? Yeah, first game, man. Oh, it's a sad deal. Yeah. And UConn won last I wasn't happy with him in Iowa City. Um. Well, the, the final drive didn't it remind you, Brady? Of you remember the Trace when, yeah, Penn State at Iowa oh, when dude, they went it was down classic the field? Clifford, yeah. classic Cliff Dog, baby. That's what he does. You know, hey, yeah. if he gets down, he's just going to totally redeem himself. The yeah, Cliff Dog, the Cliff, Cliff Dog. Oh. He's old, so I hope he shows that 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 wisdom and that maturity. <laughs> he's old. Well, he's old. I, we did talk to him before the game. He came over like Cliff Dog. What's up, man? Like you ready to go or what? And he's like. Yeah, man, you're six. You know, like it was like it was one of those like when like he said it to me, career. I go, well, like I probably didn't imagine his career where he'd still be there six years later. But you know, sometimes that's sometimes that's how it works out. You know, yeah, yeah. the Cliff Dog, man, Cliff that's my dog. guy, Cliff Dog. By the I way, I just Penn- want to take advantage. No, no, no pick sixes anymore. You know. Well, that was a bad one, but it was yeah. it was only the only reason what made it cool was the fact that the dude threw up right after. On the sidelines, right? So, <laughs> right. yeah, a lot of a lot of, cram- a lot of cramping and weather delays week one of the college football season. No, you know, really? it's too bad. It's oh, a bummer. Okay. Um, now, uh, so from uh, Penn State to Kansas State, we go. Tyler Lockett has some advice. He's got some advice for uh, Seahawks fans because uh, you know on Monday night, while we're all taking in um, Troy, you know Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, and they're calling the game. It is a reunion because Russell Wilson and the Broncos are going to be back in Seattle there, and Tyler Lockett, his former wide receiver, he had some advice for the Seahawks fans as they welcome in their former quarterback. At the end of the day, you got to be able to separate the man from the player. And you got to understand that everybody's trying to do what's best for them. And all you can do is hope that they win and cheer for them to win. And so, I mean, that's really how I feel about it. I think that Seattle should cheer him on, you know, for everything that he's done, brought help bring a Super Bowl to this community, all that different type of stuff. Like, he's an amazing guy. Yeah, terrible advice. Uh, just uh, awful advice from Tyler Lockett. Encourage him. Make him feel comfortable so it he just, can whoop our ass. Yeah, come on. What, what are we doing here? Come on, dude. He, look, he's the most prolific passer. They they won two NFC titles, won a, won a Super Bowl. I mean, they, they could applaud him before the game, you know? Yeah, that, maybe after. This is bigger than Russ, all right? Se- oh, Seattle, Seattle's yeah. got a reputation to uphold, right? That's right. When you think Seattle, you think grunge music, caffeine. That's they, right. They throw, they throw fish at each other for fun, That's and they true. get on you when your team is struggling. They should they let, still do it after COVID? Uh, throw fish? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think fish can get COVID. Oh, okay. uh, from, you know, do we know that for sure? I, I mean, I, I, you're not Dr. I mean, Fauci. It came from so an animal. <laughs> that is good. 
That's a good point. I'm not Dr. Fauci. You're not Fauci, so I don't know that you should be speaking on this. <laughs> that, that, is, that is true. I should probably keep quiet What are we going to do when he steps down, by the way? Do we know who's replacing him? Isn't he gone? Is he already gone? Yeah, I thought he already well, stepped down. Yeah. How much man. money does that yeah. man have? Yeah, a lot. A lot now. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Given the ties of his wife. Um, somebody somebody but, would uh, say he's got a vested interest in a lot of Oh, um, somebody would say. Yeah. Somebody's plural, yeah. probably. Okay. Say, but I don't think fish can. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe okay. not. Maybe they so they're still tossing the fish then. Oh, yeah. They're slapping the fish around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All still right. slapping that fish. Um, but listen. Those things are heavy, by the way. They People are. don't realize heavy. how heavy those things and are. And they're slick. You wouldn't yeah, know how. Yes. You know, there's it's like a wet now, bar of soap. Okay, yeah. when you. Or, or. <laughs> well, I used a loafa or a loofah, whatever it's called. Um, now, when you catch the fish, do you have to use paper or do they give you special gloves? Like, how does it work when you go to catch the fish? It could be both. There? I mean, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I've only witnessed it. I've not partaken in it in mm. part because I never really understood the point. Yeah. Um, but I've seen you, both. You've never wanted to catch a fish with your hands? No, no, I mean, you I've done that, field. like, out, like, fishing, but, I'm like, not a never, dead fish that some dude's throwing to me, no. That's what I'm saying. You never wanted to, like, just, pike, you know, catch one, you know, right in your hands? Yeah. See that you Come can on, do Brady. it? You don't want to catch one? No. No, I've had no desire to do that. Uh-huh. I think I actually did it, if my recollection serves me correctly. <laughs> How could you I could see you doing that. I don't re- recall fully, but I think I did a special or I did an interview where I did that. I believe I did it. Now, did you, uh, when you went to Seattle to do it, LeVar, because when you went to Wyoming, I mean, you got a belt buckle, yeah, you got yeah, boots, yeah, like did. You, you did it I, up. When you went to Seattle. I already Seattle, had, boots. I already so, had boots. So when you went that to go catch. That belt buckle was like Captain America's shield. Oh, yeah. so like huge. a $200 belt buckle. It's huge. I know. Just sitting there trying to prove a point to you guys. Yeah. And then my belly was so big that I didn't want oh, to tuck God. my shirt in. So this again? I, I just didn't, um, I didn't do it. I didn't have it out. I'm so tired. I had Can it we, on, but I didn't have it out. What is this thing going to stop? This whole you make fun of yourself. Like, what do you I, mean? I wasn't making fun. Yeah, just like talking about your belly. You don't have a belly. It's disrespectful belly, to you. Sir. It's disrespectful to 11s. It's disrespectful to Penn State. <sighs> disrespectful to the fish you caught. It's disrespectful. Stop making fun yeah. of yourself. You look great. It was a pretty thick fish, too, if I recall correctly. <laughs> it was dark and thick. And you hear I that, Lee? It, I caught it with both my hands. And I was proud of myself that I could catch it and hold on to it and not drop it. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable. What the hell are we talking about? We were talking about Tyler Lockett. There we go. There we advice go. to Seahawks fans. Listen, Seahawks fans, cheer for whoever you want. Be as rude as you want to be. Russell Wilson left you high and dry so he could go buy a, a mansion in Denver that's got four rooms, rooms? Uh-huh. and 15 bathrooms. Uh-huh. All right. Four bedrooms, four 15 rooms. bathrooms, yeah. and a massive contract extension. All right. And, yeah. and do you think, uh, are him and Pete Carroll? going to have an awkward exchange before the game, you think? Nah, they're Is that both gonna... politically correct. Nah. They'll, they'll exchange pleasantries. 
Do you think it's going to be, though, like when uh, Harbaugh and Jim Schwartz uh, shook hands and they were really patting each other hard on the back and kind of, you know, giving each other, uh, you know, a little bit of a one-upsmanship? Do you think Pete Carroll does that with Russell that Wilson? That was funny, wasn't with it? With a lot of ass-slapping going on? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? I don't know about yeah, yeah, yeah. that, but it was, I just wonder how that, that you know, exchange is going to go. Because something tells me as much as they want to play the PR politically correct game, things didn't, weren't too politically that correct. Is, that that is like the difference for Pete Carroll where when you – are in college and your coaching is successful, like you kind of have success and the guys move on. Like they don't come back around to face you potentially. Um, in the NFL, not not the case. So a little different, a uh, little different situation now having to face Russ again. What do you think about Seattle plus six and a half, courtesy of DraftKings? I'm that? on the other side of this one, wow. and and I know. Look, I, I was I was looking through a lot of the lines. You you were a member of both teams, and and you're going to side with Denver. You're going to disrespect the Seattle fan base. I, honestly, like, okay, here's my betting advice. History would tell us you go with the home dog, especially week one to open the season. Yes. So you take the six and a half points. Yes. Something feels different. Like, something feels like Nathaniel Hackett would be the type to try to go after the jugular and and be more aggressive, and Russ makes a few plays. It just – it has that sort of feeling to me. So I, I, I would not advise this. But I am laying the six and a half points with the road favorite. And I know it's that is that is gambling one oh one something not to do, but I'm doing it in this case and I don't really know why. I'm gonna it's just it's what Seattle. I feel in my heart. Sport it's what I feel in my heart. I'm gonna wear my Allison Chain shirt during that game. I'm gonna support Seattle there. I feel like they got screwed by Russ, you know? Like they should have two Super Bowls if he wasn't careless with the was football it on Russ the one yard or was line. It Curl? No, nah, it was Russell Wilson. He threw the ball, he was careless at the one yard line. They'd have two wow. Super Bowls in a dynasty. He screwed was up. that Russ or was that the offensive coordinator? No, I don't th- I'm not blaming Daryl Bevel. No, that was Russell Wilson. He threw the ball. It's his fault. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. Allison I think Chains. they should cheer if if they're a fan of them. But I think once once you cheer, I think it's it's back to back to business. Like let's let's womp that ass. And I think it's <laughs> okay. going to be a, I think it's going to be a good game. I think that's going to be one of the. Uh, you know, pretty good games that are played during the course of the weekend. Yeah. But I don't I'm not sure how good either one of these teams are gonna be moving forward. I mean you got Geno Smith starting. Um I just don't know I don't know how good Seattle is going to be, but I'm intrigued. There's a lot I'm of, not good how I'm not sure how good Denver is going to be, but I'm intrigued. That's the other one. There's a lot of people the closer the season gets, there's more people that I'm seeing are a little bit more down on Denver than you would think in that like there's a lot of people that think they're gonna be the worst I've team in the division. I've been saying I've been saying that I'm I'm just curious to see how how he does. You know, again, it's no different than Tom Brady leaving, leaving, you know, New England. I'm just curious to see how good can Russell be with a team that, you know, has been personnel-wise, has been ready to win, but they haven't won. And they've needed a quarterback. Is he that guy? I think that's that's a lot of pressure and some, some unknowns there. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.